Section 20 of the American Bee Journal, Volume 6, Number 3, September 1870. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The American Bee Journal, Volume 6, Number 3, September 1870, by Various more about the looking-glass on pages thirty four to five volume six of the american bee journal h nesbitt states that he has tried the looking-glass theory to his satisfaction in one instance now mr editor i wish to say in reply that the glass has been tried three times this year to my knowledge and three swarms of bees secured the particulars of the one case will be sufficient to cause most of the journal's readers to try the experiment when opportunity offers whether one that has played the theory out will try any more or not an old lady was in her garden about four o'clock one afternoon when her attention was arrested by the hum of a swarm of bees leaving the top of an apple tree that stood in the garden the superstitious notion of stopping bees by the music of the cowbell peculiar to a certain class was soon put into practice but the bees moved on until somebody flashed the sun's rays among them by the aid of a looking-glass then almost instantly from some cause or another the bees scattered and some even fell to the ground but in a few minutes more all were snugly clustered on another apple tree in sight of the one on which a portion of them were first discovered did the queen stop to rest in this case perhaps mr nesbitt will think that she was defective or would his reply to this be as ambiguous as his language when he says in one place that there is no use of your trying to go away for i will stop you with the looking-glass and in another breath after he had tried and failed says i was rather a sceptic before mr editor it makes me think of an old dutch lady with whom i used to be acquainted that knew how to bake bread and fry meat you might read her a recipe from some agricultural or other journal for making something new and rich and she would at once go about trying it to see if it was good but in place of following the directions to the letter she would use the ingredients in quantities that seemed handiest and the consequence was that she would make compounds to disagree with the gustatory organs of all hands the fault was never with the old lady and she could always tell you that it was in the recipe but in no instance could she be induced to try her hand a second time on the same thing perhaps if mr nesbitt was to take his looking-glass to the well and invert it and instead of looking down the well will look into the glass he will see differently from the way he did on the other occasion if he will take a glass large enough a piece will answer to the purpose but it will depend upon how bright the sun shines and the distance of the bees from the ground what must be the size of the glass required i think he can stop a swarm in every instance before quitting i will also say that if mr nesbitt or any one else will obtain the blackest and knottiest piece of wood 
near the size of a quart pot and secure it by means of a pole or otherwise surrounded by foliage in front of the apiary before natural swarms issue that by the time the fifth natural swarm is hived the experiment will have very well paid him for his trouble with the knot ignoramus sawyersville north carolina august the twelfth eighteen seventy end of section twenty recording by alan mapstone